Hello, and welcome to In the Word, a ministry of Mineola Bible Institute with Dr. Larry Yates. The message you are about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. So grab your Bible, notebook, and pen, and get ready to take notes, because I'm praying that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. You got pain, he's a pain if you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Well, glory. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to continue with our discussion on healing. We're asking seven questions on divine healing. So far, we've looked at does God heal? We've looked at who does God heal? When does God heal? Why does God heal? Today, we're going to discuss where does God heal? So if you have your Bibles, get them ready. We're going to look at a lot of scripture today as we discuss the question, where does God heal? Uh, the Bible lists many, many different kinds of places where God healed and God healed people. Uh, in the church or synagogue, we see in Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 28, it says, And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority, not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed, insomuch as that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commanded he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region around Galilee. So we see this is one of several times that Jesus healed in the synagogue, or in our day it would be in the church. We also see in Scripture where Jesus healed in the marketplace and the public streets. Again, turning to Mark chapter 1, looking at verse 32, it says, And at even... When the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils, and all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils, and he suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. We see in Acts chapter 14, uh, verses 8 through 11, the disciples had an encounter at Lystra. It says, There sat 
a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Lyconia, The gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. Now what I find interesting in this uh, uh, illustration or this example this man had been impotent in his feet a cripple from his mother's womb he had never walked he not only stood upright but he leaped and walked immediately when God healed him uh, turning to Acts chapter 5 verse 12 through 16 it says and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Looking at Mark chapter 10, verse 46, we find, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. So we see God not only healed people in the synagogue, he healed people in the marketplace, he also healed people in homes, uh, private homes. We see that he healed several times in Jewish homes. Uh, Matthew 8, uh, verse 14 says, And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Acts chapter 20, verse 7 says, And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, 
and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long, to, long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And when Paul went down and fell upon him and embracing him said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again and they had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even till the break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive and were not a little confounded. In the first chapter of the book of Mark, we find uh, in verse 29, And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. This is another telling of the story of the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. So we see Jesus uh, healing or God healing in Jewish homes. What about Gentile homes? Well, we see in Matthew 8, verse 5, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, that's a Gentile, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth sick at home of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. And he said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I, and I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and the west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. So we see God healing not only in synagogues, in public streets and public places, we see it in Gentile homes. We see it in Jewish homes. We even see uh, God healing in the desert. You'll remember the story of the Israelites on their way out of G Egypt for 40 years that they were either kept healthy or they were healed. We see in Numbers, for instance, Numbers chapter 21, verse 7. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he may take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, 
and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. We also see that God healed the people when they were in bondage. Uh, we know the story of the Israelites being set free, but even during their time in bondage, uh, it says there were not one feeble among their numbers. Psalm 107 verse 37 says, He brought them forth with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. The Hebrew word kashal, translated here as feeble, is number 3782 in the Strong's Concordance. And it means to, to totter or waver through weakness of the legs, especially the ankles. By implication, to falter, to stumble, faint, or fall. Obviously, they, that's the Hebrews, were not a sick, diseased bunch of people. The idea that there would not even be one person sick or diseased or weak and tottering in a nation of one to three million people is obviously not very realistic. Anyone that had been sick was apparently healed as they partook of the Passover meal the night before they left their bondage. The Passover meal was actually the beginning or the initiation of their freedom. Again, we have a type of the Christian life with the communion or Lord's Supper symbolizing and celebrating our freedom uh, from sin and sickness. Just as we commemorate the forgiveness of our sins when we partake of the cup, uh, which represents the blood, we should also receive healing as we partake of the bread, which represents the body, which was broken for you. Hey, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate your time. I know it's valuable, but there's no greater investment of time than spending it in the Word of God. It's important that we learn these things because Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. And the Word promises us that these signs shall follow them that believe they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, I hope you'll join me again next week as we continue with our seven questions on divine healing. And I want to encourage you to read your Bible every day, not just when you're getting ready for Sunday school or a church service, but get in the habit of reading it every day. And when you do, let me just admonish you, read it slowly. Read every word and read it like you've never read it before. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a
We trust this message from the Word of God has been a blessing to you and made you think. If you need further information, you can find us on the web at MineolaBibleInstitute.org. That's MineolaBibleInstitute.org. Don't forget to look for us on Facebook, or you may write to us at Dr. Larry Yates, 738 Goodson Circle, Mineola, Texas, 75773. Whether it's a question, prayer request, or praise report, we want to hear from you. If you have enjoyed this message, don't forget to subscribe and join us each week for more Time in the Word. Thank you for joining me, and don't forget, read your Bible, read it slow, read every word, and read it like you've never read it before. Now go and have a blessed day in Jesus' mighty name.